Welcome to Spiked Out. My name is Caleb, and this is my good friend, Bea Faye. And this is a podcast that we started, or are starting, rather, to discuss things that we find interesting, with people we find interesting. Um, some of the topics okay. we plan to cover are different habits people form that they like and habits that they don't like, um, different things that influence their path in life, and just sort of get a perspective on life that we didn't have before, from talking to a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places. And this is the first episode. So, welcome. So, our first guest for this wonderful afternoon is our good friend, Alex. What's up, Alex? We can see all of you. Amazing. You're so handsome. (laughs) Hello, hello. I uh, appreciate you guys having me, having me. Yeah, I couldn't call in on a computer here. Just had to grab a phone and join on in. So that's oh, totally fine, Alex. What you guys know can do. So, the audio's uh, here, so that's- yeah, the audio is really good. So a little background about um, Alex and our relationship with him. We used to go to a really small, small, small school in Mississippi. And we spent a lot of time together three years three four years mm-hmm. and um now we have gone off past high school and um are either in our professional lives or in college and I, I don't know I mean not with Caleb but with me I haven't hung out or talked to Alex in such a long time so it'll be super refreshing to hear um about him since then um what I do know about Alex at this time is homeboy is in Texas and he's making the shamani or helping Mimo make the shamani. And <laughs> I mean, what a cool guy, right? Who doesn't um, like a guy who gives you shamani? <laughs> yeah, Slowly but surely. And with paperwork, <laughs> but yes. He's the most white collar out of all of us. He's the most, uh, he's the one, he's the one that's on that path, that trajectory to the sky. He's going to the moon. I'm telling that's you. Right. That's right. Um, so starting with what you said, yeah, we did go to a small school. So that's kind of the first thing I want to talk about um, for people that are listening that may not know, or more than likely people that have also gone to that same school. I'd like to talk about it for their benefit and also for our benefit um, of kind of discussing from what you've talked about with other people that didn't go to Bass or maybe people that did go to Bass that have different insight on it or only went to Bass for a few years. Do you think it had any impact on Bass is the name of the school we went to, by the way. Um, it was a very small boarding school. There's about 80 people, I'd say on average, maybe 85. Um, yeah. And do you think it had any impact? I guess I'll ask both of you, um, but specifically Alex, since you're our special guest. Do you think it had any impact on the career you chose or on, I mean, I'm sure it had some, but to what extent do you think it impacted that being so small? I wouldn't say uh, impact on my career choice. I, I would mm-hmm. definitely uh, admit that it, it, it impacted uh, how I adapted to career choice. I think um, going to a small boarding school, if you really think about it, uh, prior to the pandemic, the most you would ever spend at home from when you were like 14 years old was maybe two months if you didn't work over the summer. And yeah. I would do like every other year. So really yeah. with supervision uh, from the ages of 14 on, you kind of were on your own, yeah. uh, you know, with, with support systems behind you. Uh, so yeah. 
up until the pandemic, uh, when you would well, for me, I, my school closed down. So I had to go back home for a few months. Mm -hmm. Uh, you really were just kind of, uh, on your own, looking to make your own decisions, uh, really kind of focusing on your, your goal. I, I would say finance wasn't on the, on the radar up until my sophomore year of college. Yeah. Uh, but it really did become a, a focus when, uh, keeping in that same mindset of being on your own, looking for an industry that could, uh, be stable outside of non-business decision, uh, impacts. If you think about it, what do you uh, mean by that? Yeah, great, great, great question. If you think about it, if you look at like, for instance, Bayer, right? COVID okay. hits uh, and everyone is in trouble, but Bayer is still working, right? Yeah. And in fact, okay. the demand goes up. Uh, yeah. If you look at finance, maybe not necessarily with banks, uh, maybe not opposed to accounting because I didn't want to sit for the CPA, but yeah. uh, if you look at finance, even when the pandemic hit and people went home, 401k plans are still running. Uh, yeah. The retail investor side actually went on a spike, uh, I believe, yeah. that, that March of 2020. Uh, and so demand for the financial industry and for financial institutions uh, really got shot to the roof. So outside of specific business decisions, uh, I would say needing that that stability or needing that sort of independence um, from, you know, catastrophes probably yeah. did come into play when I was in, in boarding school. But so you I mean, to be honest, that, I was like, you'd say that mass is a catastrophe that taught you to adapt. <laughs> 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 I'm I will say, guys, I'll be honest, you know, for me, right, that's what, six years ago, I think that was when I was at Bass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have pockets of memories. But I mean, you know, let's just level with you guys here. I don't remember everything. I mean, I'm trying to remember when was the last time I took out the dog today. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just on me because my memory is bad. But yeah. Well, okay. But so within that, right, we have kept in close contact relatively close contact with a fairly large amount of the people in in, in that we went to high school with mm -hmm. as is the case with from what i understand a lot of other people that go to boarding schools do you think that's just a side effect of being in a boarding school and living with people you know 300 days out of the year oh yeah i don't i don't think that's a a big deal at all i mean we went to technically a boarding college uh for the most part yeah yeah and i mean everyone kind of comes from a boarding school to that boarding college yeah i will say you kind of keep it very uh high level when you're talking to people from work now you just say oh i went to a small boarding school yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> it's cool you know we're we're out of college and i'll go skiing with high school friends and they're going with like you know the folks that they pledged with so you yeah. kind of develop yeah. that uh that closer bond a little earlier on which i think you know, has its drawbacks and it definitely has its, its major pros uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, so something that I find interesting um, about the Bass experience, I suppose, um, is people will have a, or with my experience after going to Bass, people will have a conception about private schools um, that is, okay, so you went to a private school and it's either your family's rich or you were being disciplined, right? There's not, I mean, that's what usually people ask, wait, was it all boys school? Like, were you in trouble or, man, your parents must be loaded. That's kind of what it, uh, what they get at usually. Mm -hmm. um, Bass was not entirely either one of those. I mean, it was relatively expensive compared to private school, of course, but it wasn't, you know, some Ivy League high school. You know, it didn't feed into the Ivy Leagues, obviously. Do you think it did have any impact on your educational standing once you got to college? Or do you think it gave you, it prepared you any better or worse? Uh, than well, 
I'll, I'll touch on that point on the conversation you have about the uh, about boarding school. You and I yeah. have a, a cheat code. All we got to say is that our fathers are ministers, uh, and it's it's not even a, a, a you know they don't even go further. We say, oh, my dad was That's a pastor. True. I went yeah. to a, a church school. They're like, okay, yeah. cool. So <laughs> I can skip all that altogether. I, I'm sure Bea has her own different experiences. Yeah, no, but. I'm not like that at all. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I that never even thought about. Uh, I think I kind of just explained like my parents wanted me to have like an Adventist education because Christianity and Adventism is very important to them. And so they sent me off. Okay. That's, I mean, I, and I find that interesting that you say that, um, like most people think that were you being disciplined or were you like really smart or whatever, right? Like it's not an Ivy League. I think Bass's or Adventist academies in general, it's it's unique because most people go um, to learn more about Adventism or to learn more about Christianity, whatever. So uh, because of that, um, you don't get a bunch of rich kids. You get some yeah. and yeah. you don't get a bunch of like, um like every um what is it how do i say this like it's not all white kids it's like yeah. there's a mix of whatever a little melting pot i love that yeah, answer. Melting pot. See, mm -hmm. you've had to have that conversation more than me uh that's great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready for that yeah absolutely well, i mean I've had another to... thing i find it oh i'm sorry go ahead I've had to, uh, you know, I've had to, what's it called? I've had to answer to that question a lot because after college, I mean, after high school at Bass, I came back to my hometown and they were like, why did you go from, you know, going to the public school here in middle school and then um, come back and go to our local university? Like, where were you for four years? So like, I, I like, I or I've said it so many times. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And so. Touching right back to what Bea said, um, sorry to cut you off. It, it's interesting to me as well that you mentioned the melting pot situation because there was a pretty wide mix of um, different socioeconomic backgrounds and different um, ethnic backgrounds and different classes within society or perceived classes within society um, present there. There were rich people, there were poor people, there was, you know, stuff like that. Do you think that that, um, do you think that had any effect on, because, well, so since it was such a small school, the fact that those were all present, you didn't really get to just hang out. Like if I went to a public school, maybe I would have just hung out with, you know, with white people or with people that are like me, you know what I mean? But because it was it's so small, you're kind of forced to, you're kind of forced to hang out with whoever's there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think that impacted at all? Or is that just kind of like, maybe I just would have done it regardless, you know? Uh, well, for me, I mean, you guys know my background. I'm not necessarily coming straight off uh, from South Korea. Uh, with yeah, know, so okay, so explain for the me. listener who wouldn't know. Explain, yeah. explain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not you know the norm. The norm for every person sometimes doesn't even spoken about because you get so used to it. But uh, yeah. for me personally, right, uh, I I happen to be adopted and was mm -hmm. raised in a completely different environment, South Central Conference. I mean, I loved it. Right, it was, you know, home for me. Uh, so as far as if we, if we want to talk about diversity, uh, diversity wasn't ever really uh, a big deal because I was already kind of in a different environment altogether. You know, let's say, yeah. uh, you know, all my family's black and then my, my dad's side, I've got I've got a little bit of a, a little bit more mix uh, because they came straight from Battle Creek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've got a little bit more there. Um, I, you know, as far as prep goes again, right, I, I went straight from there to 
to Oakwood and then from there on to Southern. And, you know, there, there's a lot of diversity there. Uh, yeah. I can't definitely speak for public schools at all, but I mean, you get out in the workforce, so you get out really outside of, you know, your little bubble. Um, mm-hmm. There's diversity all over the place. I mean, you know, that's kind of, we, we graduated at a certain, at a, at a great time uh, because yeah. there's people everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not really a, a getting used to the situation. I don't, I can't speak for what the public school in Mississippi would have been yeah, like yeah. or Alabama, but for me, uh, there wasn't a huge adjustment that I had to worry about. I kind of got to skip that line. Yeah. So to speak. So that makes sense. With, um, I, but I think you still, maybe I'm just like making an assumption and correct me if I'm wrong, but going from 12 plus four, so 16 years of saturated like Adventist education, whether or not it was from different ethnicities and whatever, the South Conference versus Gulf States, whatever. Um, going from that, then going into the workforce where you're in a secular environment, how was that transition like for you? Ooh, great question. Um, <laughs> well, I will tell you the company I work for is 24 seven. Uh, I guess that's one thing you'll never get used to. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I've been blessed because I got hired in the midst of the pandemic. So uh, I'll just, you know, come out right right away. We've been working from home for the most part. Uh, I went through all my licensing pretty much from home. Well, I guess I had to go in to take the test. Uh, I went through, you know, broker training, trader training, advanced broker training. All that has been done virtually. Uh, If we want to say secular environment, you know, the, the business world, uh, until you kind of get in the office and you maybe develop those camaraderie relationships, if you're on a recorded line or if you're on a, you know, an internal message or, or network um, responding to people, you know, things are pretty, pretty businesslike, you know, you're really, you're really about, about your work. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I've definitely been blessed because I can't speak to everyone coming out of college, but I would say mm-hmm. if you graduate in the midst of a pandemic and you go straight into an environment where you're working from home, I mean, you know, you, you got a, you got team members all on the, on the chats, but you're technically, you know, if you got to step and go to the bathroom, you're not really in the office. I don't have to dress up. I would yeah. say I've been pretty blessed in that sense. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll know more, let's say next year, as far as what the secular environment looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it Schwab, Schwab is a really good, I would say Schwab is a really great company. I mean, they've got some, uh, we've got like an, you know, a little fitness center. We have some, you know, internal like fitness groups, and a basketball mm-hmm. team, and they're really into golf and, and stuff That's like cool. that. But I, I would say there's not a lot to worry about for acclimating. I, I'd maybe feel differently if I was in a different, um, if I was at a different uh, industry or financial institution uh, as far as acclimation goes. But so, okay. So speaking about that acclimation, right? Um, like you said, we did go to a private and relatively small boarding school for high school and then at, at a young age right you go at most people go at 14 um some people go 16 or whatever um and then we transitioned to at least you and i did transition to a four-year private university as well um which what it's not small a few thousand people but it's smaller than a lot of public universities or state schools or whatever um but if they did not she did go to a public university yeah but, that i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but from, from, from what you have experienced in your own life, do you think, or I guess both of you, do you think that going to that small school does kind of make it different, make it harder, I guess, to acclimate to the open world, right? So uh, the school we went to was a religious school and it was relatively strict uh, for people I don't know. Um, but it was strict. Do you think? Let's having... wait, wait, wait. Let's explain that. Like, what is strict? Okay. So it was strict in the sense of like, um, we couldn't access social media, our phones, we had to give them up at a certain time. There were like blocked yeah. settings and like we couldn't wear certain things. Mm -hmm. That's what like, it was more than just there's a dress code. It was very orderly, I guess. We weren't yeah, wearing so uniforms necessarily, but they were like very much so looking um, over us, if that makes yes. sense. Do you think, ha okay, so do you think going from that though, whether you went, maybe your parents were strict, maybe some of your parents weren't strict, I don't know. Um, going from just being with your parents as a kid, really, and then going to be a kid here and having this kind of bubble of protection around you, not being able to absorb certain media or um, listen to certain ideals or schools of ideology. Do you think that that, when you then go into what you would say the real world, when you go into that, when you go into your career or when you go to a public university or when you um, go to a whatever, do you think that that is like a jarring change? Or do you think it's like, okay, yeah, I understood what I was coming yeah. from and I made it work. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say yeah. this, the, the, the hard truth uh, about really any type of environment you want to put yourself in, wh whether it be, you know, church school, you go to private school or you go to public school, right? Um, you know, to a certain level, if you're looking for a secular environment, you'll find it. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for, you know, a certain type of lifestyle, you'll stumble upon it. I mean, you know, you guys will have other alumni from other certain institutions and they'll probably, you know, admit to it. Maybe they had a different experience because maybe they followed their own kind of path or maybe they were looking for that, you know, that secular mm -hmm. scene. Uh, and they probably had a lot more success in, in finding it. Uh, I mean, I, again, I'll, I'll say, right, when I got out of when I got out of, you know, college and I, I, I came to, you know, Schwab or really other, you know, I'm looking at these other institutions, you know, uh, they do look at, you know, they do respect re religious reasons. And, you know, if you want to set out your schedule for work and stuff like that, yeah. depending on what you're going for. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, uh, there's this joke, right? You know, the, the stock market is probably one of the most aventous things to get into because uh, they're always a Monday through Friday. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're never going to, I mean, unless the sun sets at four Eastern, uh, yeah. you're, you're pretty much in the clear. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty kind of in line with what you're already following anyhow, you know, yeah. Friday. Uh, and then outside of that, it's just service uh, focused things. So maybe, maybe a little bit of adjustment, but yeah. uh, I've been pretty blessed to, 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 to be in a, in a role where, um, there's not much required from you outside of those hours. Um, well, there, there is stuff needed, but um, yeah, maybe not as complex. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so when you chose to, um, when you chose to go into finance, as you said, that wasn't really something you decided until your sophomore year of college, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As I said, is that, um, do you think that the delay coming from that was because you had, any, do you think it had going to Bass or going to a small school? Do you think having that background where you didn't have tons of experience with those different fields, do you think that had any effect on it? And it took you longer to decide or not really? 
Oh yeah, that's not Bass's fault, but that is that is no, a fault. But of, it's a side uh, effect, right? Uh, yeah, of just just high school in general. Um, you know, you, you talk to clients every day, and a lot of them will often complain to you about how. I mean, we were at Bass, right? Our our closest thing to finance was a Dave Ramsey a video listen in, uh, which yeah. was which is way different than what you know sometimes things can really be like. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say you get out of high school, unless you already knew what you're going to do when you started off high school. A lot of times you're kind of starting over in terms of what you want to do. I started with PR, which is really just, I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah, I yeah. figured in PR. It is, it's kind of the cop-out business degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have like coworkers, they'll joke that they said they started in PR and then they switched. And I'm yeah. oftentimes not alone uh, when it comes to that. And when I'm looking at my coworkers here. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that- it's just... Yeah, no, that's really interesting because um, in high school, you know, you can only be exposed to so much. And um, like I knew I like personally, I knew I wanted to go in the medical field. And like, it's very common. And like, I'm sure every school has that opportunity. There's no way that's like the most basic field to get into. But like, I also in college changed majors. I was pre-med and then I became a nursing major. And like, I really th- that really resonates with me with like starting over in mm-hmm. in that age. I don't know. I I don't I don't unlike Alex though, I don't think I um like I had to do a transition. Like not I don't think I had to do a transition between Bass and like going to a public university and then yeah. also working professionally. Mm-hmm. If you think like, about it, high school, yeah, I, I love that. If you think about high school, isn't really, um, they're not giving you a career to pick. You already had an idea that you were going to go into the medical field, right? Kind mm-hmm. of yeah. when you started up. Um, mm-hmm. For those of us who didn't know, I mean, you're not going to learn all that much in chemistry. Maybe that kind of required some outside, you know, yeah. Yeah, some outside knowledge. So that, that's just a high school thing. I mean, people talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. They wish the educational system uh, did a little bit more in that field of just kind of letting you know what's <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah. For sure. Well, in some ways, though, do you think it was positive in the sense of having that independence or perceived independence? I suppose we were still in that bubble as we spoke on earlier, but it, you have this sort of perceived independence of, okay, I wake up when I want to wake up. Like, I wake up to my alarm and I do this. I'm not having my mom drag me out of bed and put me on the bus, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. whatever your elementary school situation is or middle school situation. Um, do you think having that independence prepared you? better oh yeah for yeah i think so college or for a career on a maturity level i mean you get to skip a lot of things because you did it in in high school already i mean just just dorm life um dealing with roommates uh you know setting your own set for classes while i'm not like the greatest i was never a good student but uh you know kind of putting yourself on a block schedule because that's how the boarding school was set up yeah uh, where you had you know periods throughout the day i mean that on that on in that regards yeah it, it made life easier uh and you know I, it at curriculum wise the high school you know bass, bass wasn't wasn't one of the worst ones by far it, it was pretty oh, no, no. uh no, was... advanced in some ways i got to skip some things in college mm-hmm. even with bad grades because of what i i knew in high school so yeah. that was <laughs> and i think um it was very interesting too because at bass our schedules were basically made for us right like we had to wake up at like and you could cop out of this based on like if you were working certain things or whatever but 
in general, most people's schedules was or were to like wake up at six, breakfast, school, work, intramurals, study hall, sleep for like five days straight. And if you think about that, I mean, at least for me, like, I don't think no matter how busy I got in nursing school, no matter how busy I got became as a nurse, I don't think I'd, I ever had a schedule five days a week that was just bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. And um, knowing how to like set my alarm or knowing like that I had to do laundry and fitting it within that schedule, mm-hmm. I think there was a level of maturity there that I don't think I would have had had I not gone to Bass, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. When all other habits go to go to go to the crap i mean you can you can rely on some of those other things that are already ingrained in you you know you're oh, yeah. you're looking for your own food you know you're you know you're kind of responsible for what you eat you know when you yeah. go to sleep that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh that that was really helpful uh, yeah. 100 great how do you think um alex um because it was such a small school how do you think your relationships at bass have affected how you make relationships now as an adult uh, well, or has it affected it? I'll say, I, maybe contrary to popular belief, I, I, I maybe, I maybe more on the intro introverted um, side of things. I think I'm like ISTJ or something like that. If you run the run the test, uh, so in that regards, when you're looking at relationships, you can definitely be a lot more picky, uh, mm-hmm. and more surface level when you're trying to just gauge people out or just make acquaintances. Um, I'd say my relationships from Bass have stayed pretty strong. I mean, I mean, here I am still. I mean, Liz is down here in Texas too. I mean, that's you know nothing's changing on that front. Uh, it's really not much to, to look at outside of, of that. But I mean, that was already there before I got to Bass. Uh, maybe there could have been complaints. I, I don't know if you guys could talk to other alumni, but maybe outside of that bubble, you might have a little bit harder time to branch out. But if yeah. you weren't necessarily looking for that, or if uh, that wasn't a big a big deal to you already, uh, then you can kind of skip that line, so to speak. So, I mean, after after Bass, sorry, dog. Uh, after, after Bass, I was already looking for you know, I wasn't afraid to maybe go out and you know make other relationships. The, the bubble didn't kind of confine you in that way, uh, yeah. but I can't just say that for everyone because I I do realize that that could have been a problem. For yeah, other folks, that's good. Well, I mean, I think like in some ways too, Bass because it was so small. Um, it, I mean, there was no one there that I didn't know their name, you know, and there was very few people I didn't know much about, you know, um, because it was so small, my, I probably had half the school was what I would consider good friends. And then half of that was what I would consider really good friends, you know, um, when at a other school, it would, you kind of have to forge your own social circle where there it's kind of just provided for you on a platter. You know, you don't, you can't really pick it. I mean, you can't, you can pick and choose, um, between people, but there was like what, 25 guys some years. And, uh, I mean, you can't, you know what I mean? There's not a whole pool of people to choose from. You're kind of just thrown in with who you got thrown in with, you know? Oh yeah. And that can be a problem. Um, if you, if you look at it that way, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you think about it, right. Yeah. It's small school, maybe a, a small friend group. Uh, but then you go from that and, and for us, right. A lot of those same guys went to Southern. I mean, yeah. your social circle is already set. Uh, maybe you can complain about branching out, but you know, other people, they were already extroverted or yeah. uh, they already, you know, were, were friendly to begin with. So uh, it's not necessarily a problem. I, 
I can't speak for everyone again, right? There, there's other people that might have just been just devastated by having to go into that <laughs> bubble and step out of that. Well, but. I mean, that's part of that's part of the reason I think it's positive that there was that mixed background. Like all the students, or for the most part, a lot of the students were from mixed backgrounds because I think it did give people with a propensity to hang out with people that were like them or to people that um they were used to hanging out with it kind of broadened their horizons it almost forced them to broaden their horizons right mm-hmm. i mean at, at least that's my opinion on it i don't know what if that was the reality for anyone or for i mean it wasn't even really the re- reality for me you know i knew I, some people before i went to bass or whatever but i do think it was i do think it's a possibility for that to be the probability somewhere or a possibility somewhere i think it like what is it in psychology that age group 14 to 18 yeah um, their friend groups are really important to them. Yeah. And Bass, like, because of how strict it was, because it was so, like, we were in close quarters and whatever, I think it enhanced that even more. I mean, how many people do you talk to who didn't go to, like, a school that we went to? Who, like, how many people would still be talking to their high school friends? You know, that's very uncommon. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, one or two, but we keep in relatively close contact with, like, 20 or 15. No, we really do. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but I think uh, when we were at Bass, we would get transfer students from other schools that, and some of them might have been actually more strict. I don't know if you say that. Right. Uh, And they would actually speak about their bonds that they had with their, you know, classmates at that, uh, you know, stricter, more intense regiment kind of a environment. and they seem to almost have a stronger bond than, than we did with, with our relationship. So yeah, yeah, there is a, there is a kind of joint forces uh, situation there, but. Trauma uh, bonding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trauma bonding. <laughs> trauma bonding, yeah. And, uh, you know, when you, when you leave that environment, it, it, depending on how you, you take that, those bonds, uh, it could be a really positive thing or, you know, or a crutch. It, it's really on the individual at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, so moving on from from Bass slightly to a different uh, to another different topic, although it still remains the same, um, or it has. <laughs> I guess Bass probably had some influence in this too. Um, I want to talk about um, things that you think are things that you think are important to you that you would consider um, part of your routine or part of your habit because we were talking earlier how Bass did kind of ingrain those habits into you and those routines into you where it's like okay you wake up at this time and then we had to man- we had mandatory exercise at Bass so we wake up at this time mandatory exercise uh breakfast class 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 lunch work 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 dinner study bed you know or a sports study bed um do you still have a routine like that that you consider whether it's formal or informal do you still have a routine like that Oh, I really want to lie and tell you I got such a great routine. Um, but <laughs> that is just that is so far from the truth. I mean, I'll always wake up at the latest seven forty. I mean, regardless. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in an apartment, so I can't just open the door and let my dog out. So I always got to be up for that. Uh, yeah. I want mean, I, I to be honest. I don't. I don't really have a routine. It all revolves around when my shift starts and when it ends. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, that, that that's probably it. maybe in college i probably had a little different routine you know yeah when you do did you breakfast think, when you did homework yeah go do ahead. you think though the pandemic played a role in that because like you said you're working from home yeah versus in college you had to get up and go to class oh yeah oh yeah my world's gonna be upside down uh i think when 
I'm not sure if FINRA is making an amendment to their uh, work from home branch registration for uh, uh, licensed broker dealers, but if they don't make a change, I, I know we're on the on the docket to go back in early 2022 to the office, mm. and that will be a that will be an experience for sure. Because I mean, a lot of us got hired straight into working from home, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll most likely have a rhythm by then. Uh, I already know the trip. I already know when I'd have to wake up. Um, that would be a, a heavier, but I mean, here I wake up at seven forty. I walk the dog and I come back in and clock in. <laughs> I've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, do, really do you have any, do you have day. any, then? do you have a routine then? I suppose when that happens or, or let's say that does happen, do you have a routine that you'd like to get into? Or do you have any habits that you'd like to form going into that to kind of set yourself up? Or do you have oh, any yeah. habits you'd like to kick to set yourself up for that? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's habits I want to kick and habits I want to add. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of coworkers or trainers or brokers that I work with that have been with Schwab for multiple years and we're in the office, their routine never changed. And uh, it's, you know, fantastic for some of them. Some of them, you know, yeah. they're up at 5am every day uh, yeah. and check the markets till seven. I mean, they're, they're on a roll <laughs> and they've kind yeah, of, yeah. the pandemic kind of made life easier for them, but their routine never switched. For, yeah. for me, I'll be developing a new habit. Uh, okay. So I, I like to get up a little earlier, 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're on central time, right, markets are open at 8.30. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Bea, if you're in, you're in Tyler, right? I don't mm -hmm. know if it's uh, central or mountain yeah, over there. Yeah, it's central. central. Oh, nice. Good deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to make some habits. Uh, definitely kick some of these later night habits, um, <laughs> getting up a little bit later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a problem uh, so from working at the Marriott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you think having that that previous knowledge of you know the way Bass operated, do you think that is something that will you will take into account when you're forming your new habits? Of you know maybe I should do wake up, then exercise, then check the markets or whatever you're gonna do. You know what I mean? Do you think you'll lay it out in a format like that and stick to it every day? Like you see those people on TikTok or YouTube, and they're like every single day I wake up at three a.m. The, the Mark Wahlberg, you know. Oh, I'm going to ignore all of the morning habits, but the nighttime habits that uh, Bass implemented is the one that I'm going to try to get back to fairly soon. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, you, they, what was dinner? I think it was like 4.30 or something or 6. Something I can't remember. Like yeah. yeah. Ridiculously early and you'd be starving at 9. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but most of the things were shut down by 8 or 9, excluding weekends. Um, yeah. I mean, the nighttime habit is the hardest one to, to really implement. And that's going to be the one I'm, you know, obviously going to want to, push towards eventually. I mean, we're heading to the tax season. It's going to be a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what does that look like? What does the nighttime routine look like for you? Or what will it look like rather? <laughs> I want specifics. Well, I'm taking notes. I got to adjust my life. Well, I get off at six 30. Uh, so that kind of rolls out when, when dinner is. And when I'm back in the office, that means I'll probably be back by around like seven ish. Uh, okay. uh, really just trying to be in bed before 11. That's kind of a big, a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how many hours of sleep you guys need. I, I usually do really good after six to seven. That's kind mm -hmm. of my, my sweet spot, uh, for me. So if I go to 11 to six every day, I, I'd be in a much better spot than if I'm going like, uh, 10 to five or 12 to 12 to five. Cause you know, Working at the Marriott, if you're working nights and you do a flip-flop like that, you, you'll have a little trouble going to sleep for a little while. And so I'm still yeah. acclimating up to that. But yeah, yeah, dude, I feel that. I have worked night shift the past year and just oh, the flip-flop. You're, uh, 
you're with Kevin on that. So you guys yeah. are still yeah. there. Oh my goodness. I can, he's telling me of stories about how he's getting closer and closer to eating the hospital food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty brutal. The flip flop's pretty brutal. I've, I I'll have a shift. Sometimes I'll like close at 10, have to be in at like nine or eight the next morning. And that is, I mean, that's brutal. Yeah. It's hard to keep a, a routine like by the time you get home, it's 11, 12. Yeah. You finish washing your body to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, okay. So I do you have any habits you just like swear by? Or have you had any in the past that you just swear by, right? Because as someone who I'm in school currently, oh, I guess not right now. It's on break. But I will be in school in this upcoming semester. And I'm all, I've always been just the worst student you could possibly imagine, you know? I'll kind of <laughs> calculate my test. I'm like, okay, well, if I get a 90 on every test, I only have to do four out of 25 assignments and then I'll get a 70 in the class. You know, I'm that kind of student. I'm a terrible student. But do you have any things that you like swear by when you were in college? Like doing this definitely helped me advance as a student or doing this now helps me do a better job at work. Or, you know what I mean? Do you have anything like that or things that you're like, I know this is bad. I got to cut this out eventually, but it's like hard to kick or, you know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you the habit that I, I need to kick. And that's just been my problem. Just it, everything I do, I don't do it on a daily basis, I'll do it on like a deadline basis. So for instance, right. Okay. If your say if work is just crazy, right. I'll eat yep. like once a day or like once, sometimes every day or twice in a day and skip the next day. Yeah. Uh, if you're studying for, for instance, right. You're wanting to be a broker. You got to take your seven and 63. Yeah. Um, I'll do like a crazy crunch of two weeks where I'll just work like 10 hours a day reading the yeah. books. And then the next week I'll probably take a, take a lighter, lighter shift. And, uh, sleep schedules. Um, I can do a, a four day stint where I'll go like three to five hours sleep. And then when the weekend hits, I'll sleep like 12. That's the okay. habit that I, I need to kick the most. I mean, it can be productive because you get a lot done in a short span of time and then you, yeah. you crash and burn like crazy. I mean, it's like you're living like, like your own coffee, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real. And it's that, like coffee, melatonin, coffee. Well, for me, at least it's like coffee, melatonin, coffee, melatonin. Like my body just doesn't have an actual cycle. I'm forcing it to do something. She's popping yeah. uppers and downers. It's just the constant. <laughs> yep. yeah, okay. Oh, I'll run. Uh, I used to drink, take a lot of melatonin, uh, and then yeah. I had to stop that because it would be. I take melatonin on my weekend and then wake up. And the weekend's almost over. Yep. My dad will take melatonin, and he'll buy purposefully. Uh, so I'll, if I take melatonin, it'd be, if I have having trouble sleeping, it'll probably be like maybe five milligrams. My dad will buy purposefully the one milligram ones so he can eat more of them as like a nighttime snack. So I just walked in there and he's just got like 10 in his hands, like popping them in like candy. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like crack. It's hilarious. Um, so, okay. So using. That's actually a good segue, though. So melatonin is a good is like a. Uh, I guess like I would consider it a crutch, right? It's like, okay, I have a bad sleeping habit, but tonight I got to go to sleep or late early so I can wake up the next day, but I know I won't be able to fall asleep. Um, is that how you guys view it as well? Or do you just like, oh, it's just melatonin. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just melatonin. I actually am trying to get away from that. I'm, I'm drinking, a, I drink a lot more tea uh, now because okay. melatonin sometimes it, it'll work, but then I'll have a little trouble in the morning because uh, sometimes I'll take it too late at night and it will kick yeah. it later. Uh uh, so, so lately I've been trying to drink a little bit more, you know, decaffeinated tea and stuff like that to, to help wind me down. But I really save that for the weekends for catch up times. So that's yeah, yeah. what I need to work on the most yeah. um, when I get off work and I know I don't have to be in for a couple of days. 
and that makes sense oh okay so what about coffee i for me i don't drink coffee but i will take um like an energy drink or something like that before i go to the gym but i'll try and only do it if i'm like tired i didn't sleep very well the night before or something like that are you guys on that kind of relationship with it or is it like a i gotta get my venti before i start my day you know what I mean? like what kind of Oh, I'm actually heading towards a bad a, a bad situation in a couple of years. I think I'm at three to four cold brews. Uh, oh, cold brew. oh man, you out here! <laughs> it gets crazy. It can get kind of hectic sometimes. Uh, tax season is a pretty busy time, so you can really wait. You making cold that. brews at home now, or are you getting them from Starbucks? No, I'll buy some. Uh, Liz makes some cold brews, and hers are crazy. If I drink hers, I only need like one or two. Okay, uh, wait. But, so, like, you buy them like a, like a like the pre-made ones that you stick in the fridge i'll buy in jugs yeah i okay, used okay. to make coffee oh. but the coffees i would make um sometimes they weren't strong enough and i i drank more than four and then i i get in okay. trouble uh yeah. so i i started going with the cold ones uh, packs because it's a little easier but I, I do chug a ton of coffee and that's probably what what's buying into it because you'll, you'll drink a lot and you'll do like one every two hours and then your shift's done uh yeah drink a cup mm-hmm. or two uh that that's bad but i mean I, I think everyone in my job, unless they don't drink coffee altogether, they're they're at three to four a day. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Dang. What about you, Bale? What do you what do you at? What's the damage? Um, I I drink like one cup. It depends, and I don't. Are you making? Do, you pick it up? No, I just drink the sachet. I'm not fancy at all. Just drink the sachet. <laughs> it's like a just like little. Is it, I just drink the sachet. I'm not fancy. As if, I know. As <laughs> the, sachet. The, the sachet is the container. It's like a, it's like a little like the Nestle like straw thing. It's like this. It's like that big, that thick, and there's it's like good for one I'm, cup. And then I just put um. Anyways, I just put uh creamer. That's it. And I don't even really finish it all. Like I'll like sip. Mm. And I honestly, for me, I think it's just like the action of doing it like wakes me up. Like I don't actually need the dose. And that's okay. for so, that's the, it's too. part of a routine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's like a routine thing. It's not okay. it's not necessarily um like just when it hits like it goes down my throat and it's warm and it like wakes yeah. me up like that. It's yeah. not necessarily like, oh my gosh, I have to chug a whole cup or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird. What about more okay, of a natural energy? What is that, Alex? I was just saying you have more of like a natural energy. You're you're up and running. Sometimes. Would you consider <laughs> yourself a morning person? Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, what about you, Alex? Oh, uh, probably not anymore. I used to think that about myself, but now I'm, I'm probably more on the night side. Uh, if I ever get a shift change, I'll probably go for it. <laughs> get, what, what's later. your shifts right now? Uh, right now, it's like an 8 to 6.30. I'm on a 4 by 10. It varies. Uh, if, I'm mm-hmm. on like a, if I'm on a class, if I'm taking classes or I'm going through specific trainings, because they'll have, they'll have things they'll put you on uh, throughout your, you know, every few months or so depending on what you got it you know what you're going yeah. for like when you're out studying obviously you're on an eight to four thirty or when you're in broker classes and stuff like that you know that's do you that's prefer four by ten i'm sorry do you prefer the four by ten oh uh, yeah I, I i personally do uh but I, i'll most likely be changing that um and, and kind of getting used to the monday friday thing yeah. uh Four by ten is nice. I mean, I don't know, Bay, if you're on like what a three by twelve or you're a four mm-hmm. four by ten. Three twelves. Uh, you're three twelves. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous of those. Um, what? 
I see. That's what I think I'd like too, but I'm not sure. But I think you would. And especially if you get a three by twelve that you can put consecutively, because sometimes folks will do you wrong and they'll like do like a two of them one day and then one on you know later in the week. Yeah. Uh, but if you're on a three by twelve consecutively, and if you schedule a later three by twelve the next week, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you're off for a while. But yeah, yeah. See, that's what I like manipulating. You don't even you can throw in one vacation there. Yeah. One vacation there, and basically have a week off. Dude, like that is. I think that's the one thing that's keeping, not the one thing, but that's one of the main things keeping me from leaving bedside nursing because it's mm. like three twelves. I can literally work two shifts and then ask for a third PTO day and then yeah. like schedule, like let's say I work Sunday, Monday, and then I ask for a PTO day Tuesday and then not come in until like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, mm-hmm. Saturday. Like that's like a whole week off. Yeah. And then that's one, that's 12 hours. Uh, versus mm-hmm. like the 280 we get for the whole year so i still have like i have a ton load of pto because yeah. that's how i typically make it work and it's super chill and typically right you can correct me if I'm wrong if you get floating days every year uh one day will count regardless of how long the shift is uh so like you get pto and then sometimes i don't know with with us right you can get days where you'll have a you'll get an you'll get a vacation an entire vacation day and it's like a temporary yeah. one expires at the end of the year and it doesn't matter if you're an eight, uh, you know eight hour shift 10 hour shift or or longer uh it counts for that whole day which is nice. it's pretty nice i mean nice. to be honest when you're on nice. hour nine you're kind of rolling uh so it doesn't matter if you're going 10 or 12 for me sometimes mm-hmm. uh because you can get stuck in with longer clients or such so mm-hmm. i'm kind of jealous of the differential pay is is cool too because uh, then you have to compensate for the four hours you lose but yes, yeah. right. I'm something cool. else. I'm never going to switch to it just because I don't think they let, <laughs> I don't think my family will let me, but uh, I'm pretty jealous of sometimes. Well, do you think that in my mind, at least it would actually take away from the ability to form some of those habits because you would have an irregular schedules and sometimes you'd be working this, sometimes you were working that. Um, oh, exactly. It would perpetuate it. It would fall exactly yes. in line with what I'm already doing. So yeah, that would be horrifying. And a lot of times when you're on those three by twelves, you're kind of you're kind of in a you're either on the tail end or the front end of a graveyard. Uh, yeah. so you're kind of doing things by yourself for a little while, and that can uh, that can be you know blessing and a crutch, just depending on what you're trying to you know trying to learn. I mean, if you're, yeah. you can't live in certain departments, that could that could really damage uh, certain experiences. Uh, but that's just for my role, right? I guess it's different yeah. than everyone else. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, so going back to what I was initially talking about kind of like forever ago, do you think your perspective on life, right? It, not just from what you had pre-bass, but also post-bass and post, um, I guess comparing what you had pre-bass versus post-bass, do you think bass kind of instilled the same lifestyle perspective upon all of its students? As in, not to say it whitewashed, but not, not whitewashed. What's the word? Um, it blanketly affected everyone. Not perfectly equal, but at least kind of equal. Because everyone got kind of the same classes. Same, you know, no eight. I mean, there was a few specialty classes. But for the most part, it's like everyone got the same classes. Everyone got the same teachers. Everyone got all that stuff. Do you think that that affected anything at all? Like post, um, like in your career now? Does that make no. sense? If, if you think about it, the, the smaller the school, right, the more personal relationship not only you have with the students, but you have with the, with the staff. And yeah. so whether they want to admit it or not, they can make uh, there could be more of a 
a custom approach to your, your situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, in some ways that's great. Obviously, you know, you, you mature a lot since high school, you know, folks yeah. will, um, you kind of just, you just kind of get it all out in one four year span of just, you know, you know, mixed emotions, hormones, anger, all that good stuff. Right. <laughs> and then you're, yeah. you're up and at them uh, when you're in your new role. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if, if my perspective changed, I, I will say, right. I, I always looked at when you got out of high school, uh, my perspective towards college was different because uh, in some ways you wanted to skip some of the college experiences because you felt like you got some of that out the way in high school already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that that's how I felt about that. Um, I, I will say, and most people probably will, will feel the same way, whatever you felt before the pandemic probably got uh, amended a little bit uh, because then you might have had, had a different approach. Uh, yeah. So let's say when you get to college, um, you go for finance because you didn't want to take the extra 15 credits to sit for the accounting, even though accounting yeah, is yeah. more stable. Yeah. Uh, and then you get out of that. And I guess, right. I guess, you know, in the medical field, maybe you can relate as well. When you get out of that, you're looking for more of a stable situation. So you find maybe the most stable spot in finance. And that could be, um, being a trader for a broker dealer, right? Because that, that stays pretty static throughout whether there's ups or downs, you'll still need a place to trade. Yeah. Um, and I don't know um, if, if Bayev has a perspective on that, right? Too, because uh, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like with my profession, where there there is so much stability because there's always mm -hmm. going to be sick people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned it earlier, like the demand became even more. So, a knock on wood. I hope I don't freaking curse all the nurses ever, but I don't think we're ever going to become. Uh, like useless or yeah, yeah like yeah. overstaffed even i think there's always going to be more in demand yeah um i i don't think it will be like a problem for nurses to look for stability ever mm -hmm. like there'll they'll always be a place for you i mean will you like that place no maybe not <laughs> and maybe no but like, there is you know some job I mean? security within it though yeah there's job security like and I, mean, I think that may... is a factor as well when people take in like what career they're going to do is like, okay, this yeah. field's always going to have job security. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like you, you may want to work OR, but there may not be OR positions open, you know, yeah. like that. But at the end of the day, you have a job. You can find yeah. a job somewhere else. Well, that's something else that's interesting. Okay. So even beyond Bass, I guess what I was really getting at with that question is these, we kind of talked about it earlier, like trauma through bonding or bonding through trauma rather. Um, <laughs> Like, and I think COVID was like a huge exemplifier of this, right? At best, we all went through similar experiences. So we must have at some level, at least a shared perspective on life, you know? And I think COVID did that for sort of the whole world, or at least the world that is immediately around us, you know, in the United States, everyone had to work from home, you know, everyone had to adjust to this new normal of life. Um, and that shared experience has been something that I didn't, ex that's not something I thought about initially going into uh, quarantine, you know, and going into before the whole pandemic thing. And before we had gone through that as a society, even, you know, I think it did affect a lot of people's perspectives on life. You know, it changed the thought process of, or it changed how important going to the office was, you know, a lot of careers now you can just work from home all the time, you know, and stuff like that. Um, do you think that, do you think the same way as I, that it affected everyone similarly or what do you think? Oh, I think it was similar. I, 
I think maybe you come to it differently because we went to a boarding school where people, came, you know, might have had a different background. But yeah, yeah the perspective is is the same. Uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, I think what was it about a couple months ago, there was studies done. I, I know Wall Street did an article on it about how uh, during the pandemic, those who kept her job, there was a high, uh, there was a, a spike in resignations. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah, uh, just uh, across the board, just not even industry specific. Yeah, I've seen that. When they went, yeah, when they went that. home. Yeah, you, you were able to take a deeper look at your career, maybe take a more of a retrospective approach. And then a lot of them just left and did a complete career change. Uh, wow. I think the average span of, of an individual fresh out of college staying with their job, hasn't it shrunk down? Was it like three to five years nowadays? Mm. Uh, so it's not uncommon for them to, to change quite often. Uh, so, and I, I don't think that whether we went to a Bass or, or not, or really any other school, our perspective would have been different on that because I mean uh, the job is still the job uh, and, and whatever you kind of do after oh, that. I, I agree with that hundred percent. I, I meant more of like comparing quarantine as a society. It affected us all blanketly. The same thing with Bass, like all of the students that went there kind of got affected in the same way. You know, they all had to go through the same, uh, I wouldn't say trauma, but the same experience. Do you know what I mean? Whether no matter what background you were from, you know, no matter how much, money oh. you were still just a student yeah. there and you still the cafeteria you know what i mean uh, yeah i guess uh, i don't know if there's if it could you know directly correlate because quarantine's more of a solo journey right yeah 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 for sure but, do you think quarantine helped people um wait before we move forward i disagree i think okay like I think Ooh. even though we all experienced similar things at Bass, I think that we all came out of it with different perspectives. If that's okay. what you're trying to hit at. Yeah. I mean, I no, that's, what I'm, that's what I was wondering. I just been thinking about it as we were speaking. You're talking I about think, like different perspectives towards like, you know, um, like, like global events or just, I guess, yeah, that, that's obvious, of course. Is well, I wasn't speaking just careers. I mean, that was my question, though. Like, do you think it influenced us as people? I mean, like, you went to a boarding high school. You then chose to, I mean, maybe not directly. Maybe your parents had some sort of influence over it. But eventually, you chose to continue going to a boarding college. You know what I mean? So it must have had some effect there. Some people chose specifically not to go to boarding colleges because of their experience there. You know what I mean? So obviously, there was some different perspective um, on whether it was a positive or negative experience. But that, that's, that was my question, though. Like, is that if everything wasn't the same for everyone, why do you think it wasn't the same for everyone? Because pe people pretty much had a similar experience, right? In some ways. Not in everything, but. I think I'm getting at whether you went to a boarding school or not. I don't know if your, your internal perspective would have changed all that much after that. So. Yeah. Whether you went to Bass or not, whether you went to public school or not, really just wherever you went. Um, after that, you, your perspective towards any type of event, you know, you know, pandemic or not related, pandemic related, I don't think that would yeah. have changed all that much. Uh, yeah. I think that's what I was getting at. But yeah, I know you're, you're absolutely right, Bea, right? You know, perspectives are completely different. You, you know, people were educated differently. You know, mm -hmm. they went to different classes, had different relations with different staff members. I mean, you know, that's mm -hmm. just that, that. Yeah, that's 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 okay. understood. That's true. I mean, I think about it like <clears throat> we all um, were served vegan vegetarian food right and some of us came to bass 
growing up vegan vegetarian and then left Bass not being vegan vegetarian. And then some of us went to Bass not being vegan vegetarian and then left Bass becoming vegan vegetarian, right? So we all have different experiences. And I think, I don't know, we all just came out different. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I definitely think it's a good thing. Yeah. But I, I, it, with the food thing as well, though, like I, what I mean is people like that came in not being vegan, vegetarian, maybe they, if they had gone to public school, would have never had that, like, okay, well, this is how you're going to eat now. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't even have an understanding of it. Um, because now I interact people that never went through that and they're like, what? Vegetarian? I don't know what that is. Like, you know, what is, what is, what's the meaning behind that? Like, why would you eat behind that? How are you going to get your nutrients that you need and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. we had classmates that weren't adventists and they came if i remember correctly and they they came there with a different you know experience because they were expecting to eat you know uh you know maybe their you know their family's food and things and sometimes i had like pork and stuff in it and i i remember yeah. that was a way different i mean the rest of yeah. us right you know we were that wasn't a huge jump for, i mean maybe we yeah. tasted different um but the the type of food wasn't maybe different um yeah. what it was that's true. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about is potentially the least important out of all things. So <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about um, if you hadn't gone into the career you went into, is there any, or uh, maybe not, maybe that's not the way to phrase it. I'm sure you like it. I mean, from what it sounds like, it sounds like you like the career that you're into um, and that you feel blessed to be there, which is awesome. If you had the opportunity to, do something completely different. Would you take that opportunity? Would you take the same path? You know what I mean? If you had the opportunity to reverse time, not go to Bass, not go to Southern, do something different, was that is that a risk that you're willing to take? Are you willing to roll the dice on that and say, maybe this isn't something I want to do? You know, maybe I would rather see where fate would lead me in a different direction. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? That question? It's not well. No, well, yeah, I got you. Nowadays, I, I'm probably not as inclined to rock the boat. I, I definitely want to change anything with Bass. I mean, yeah. Uh, start over there you know i mean what liz came there my junior year i mean that that probably wouldn't change any i wouldn't want to change anything there oh thank you the, <laughs> the only difference there i, I would look at is maybe maybe i would i would have wished I, I spent more time looking at what i want to go to maybe if instead of wasting a year of pr maybe i could have started in finance earlier yeah um, I knew pretty early on, I always wish I had more of an inclination towards uh, the medical field than I do, because I just can't stand any science-related things. I just, yeah. I'm not good at that at all. But yeah. Uh, so if I had to start <laughs> over, maybe I would have spent more focus on that. Definitely going to be a, a, a nurse or, or something along those lines, because you're right, job security. Uh, there's always something for you there where in the finance world, maybe you're, you're just trying to look with brokers or you're kind of you're yeah. kind of judging where you're going by campuses where there's always a hospital. Yeah. But, uh, no finance finance was, uh, was a pretty big blessing for me. Um, maybe would have wanted to have been an accountant, but accountant probably would have, I I'd probably feel differently if I was five years in accounting versus five years in finance. Cause there's more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So maybe I, I guess the way I phrased it made it seem like, do you regret your decision you made that led you on this path? <laughs> That's not so much the way I meant it. I more than meant it. <laughs> If you could do it and like see what it was like, you know, like a ghost of Christmas past kind of situation, like, well, if you did this, this was where that would be. What is, what is something that you would like to see? Like maybe if I took this career instead of finance, I would like to see at least where I would be. You know what I mean? Like what would be that career that interests you? Uh, Like you said, the medical field, but that's not something you would really want to do. So what would be something that you would like to do? 
Ooh, that is a great, great question. A I mean, basketball player. Back- <laughs> Just kidding. <Alex. laughs> Yeah, if I could go back in time, I would have just hung from the the monkey bars a little bit longer, hung off of it, so I could have been six foot two. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, now, right, looking back again, my memory is so bad. I can't see myself doing anything other than business. Is there another avenue of business that, that interests you? You know what I mean? Or uh, something like that? No, you, you want to specialize in business. Uh, and, and so you, it doesn't necessarily matter uh, what, but you, you start off with the general degree, right? You start, you know, finance, yeah. accounting, you know, we don't, you not necessarily business administration, but, yeah. uh, and then after that, you start to specialize down further. So, yeah. I mean, even though we're a year and I'm still pretty much at that base level where I started finance and I'm looking to specialize afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's things with that. Business has been a blessing. Um, Again, right, if I could have done it, I would have definitely gone for the medical field um, in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. I, just, I just knew I wouldn't have been able to, to do it uh, so much. Um, and especially with the pandemic, I, I think even though that was never something that interests me, in fact, I hate it, I, <laughs> I, it I, my respect for that field is like infinitely grown. Not, not that I didn't have any before, but it has grown even more. You know, there's so many people, you hear so many stories about people working overtime and doing all this stuff, you know? And I'm sure they get paid overtime money and that's great. But at a certain point, you also have to like what you do and you also have to care. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. You're going to yes, thank you. wrap up taking up enough, enough of your time. Let you go enjoy your time off. Wait, Alex, before you go, one okay. last thing. Um, if you could say one thing to your 14-year-old bass self. What would yeah. You um. One thing to my 14-year-old bass self. That's a oh good my one. Goodness. Uh, don't eat pig and butter and don't sleep in on home leaves, I guess. Get a get a good focus on that. What else would you do on home leaves instead of sleeping in? Hang from the monkey bars? <laughs> God, probably. That that was it. I, I, I know that with 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 guys, right, you kind of cap out at 18. So I would have been working with a short window there uh, for, for growth. But... <laughs> Yeah, probably those two, you know, spend a little more time focusing on habits, uh, study habits, you know. Yeah, I think I paid a decent amount of attention to school, but that probably died off because it was it was afterwards. So I don't know if that would have changed much. But yeah, uh, maybe just, you know, value it a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, hey, if you're going back in time, it, it's not uncommon for a 14 year old not to really care about that. They're still trying to get a grasp. Yeah, there's not many to do. Very true. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Enjoyed having you. You're awesome. Great oh, first thank guest. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yes, first, thank you. Run by. We'll have you back oh. on in a few months once we've learned what we're doing, and then you'll just be like, man, this is much better than last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Pilot pilot episode. You guys are just rocking and rolling. No, really a pleasure, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alex, for being our first guest. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for reminding us that basic survival skills learned in childhood can be perfected in adulthood so that growth, progression, and evolution can happen in our lives. For me and Caleb, we'd like to thank Tony for making our awesome cover art. Till next time, peace.